Just like most episodes, this one contains strong language. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and guests and in no way represent the state of Oklahoma, the Oklahoma Historical Society, or the Oklahoma State Historic Preservation Office. Welcome to the Musings of an ADD Mind podcast. This is your host, Jack, and if you've listened more than once, you know that I am absolutely riddled with ADHD. I I can't help it. It's just it's just me. And gosh darn it, I'm getting worse, folks. I'm getting worse. The older I get, the worse the worse it's getting. Anyway, we are in the middle of our series of adulting with ADHD. And so far, most of the guests that I have had on are have been my age or you know mid-30s and up but today i have somebody who has lived in a time where adhd is more accepted he's slightly younger which is cool he is the son of one of my all-time dearest and most enjoyed friends of all time stephanie and this is her son joe joe welcome Hi there. I also have hella ADHD, so I'm glad that we're going to vibe with this. Yeah, this I I am looking forward to seeing how many side quests we can go on over the course of the next hour and still let people know what it's like to adults with ADHD. Oh, it's we're going to hit a record here. I hope you're ready. <laughs> I I am prepared for this. I am prepared. So, um let me just start off with how I've kind of started off with everybody. How old were you when you were diagnosed? How did it infect, infect, affect you? That's a totally different type of thing. <laughs> affect you through, you know, elementary, middle, and high school. And when you were in higher education, how did it affect you? Because I have found that a lot of people have felt that when they were going to, to college, that ADHD actually was kind of helpful in a way because the format of oh, yeah. college is totally different than high school. So uh, let me throw it over to you and you can kind of answer those questions and then we can move on to how it affects you in your uh, career. Yeah. So um, I am bad with numbers and remembering how old I actually am, but I remember it was junior year of high school when I finally got uh, my diagnosis. Uh, I remember back to third grade when we had a uh, we had someone come into our class and talk about like ADHD. And I remember going home to my parents. I was like, hey, guys. Uh, so we learned about this thing in school today. And like, I know I'm always talking. I'm really disorganized. I think like a lot of what they were saying with this ADHD thing made a lot of sense. Now, I had no issues up until my junior year of high school. My parents were always incredibly supportive with it. Uh, again, before a diagnosis, it was. I got like those really nice trapper keepers that I somehow managed to destroy in one school year every single year. Sorry, mom and dad, that was probably expensive. Um, so they were always doing something to help me like organize myself in whatever I could do. Um, so it, I was usually getting A's and B's, but junior year of high school, I was able to go to a uh, a special kind of like like a trade school essentially uh, where I went for programming. Okay, and boy howdy, learning college pre calc college physics and then also learning how to program in C++ that'll certainly that's going to that'll reveal the ADHD or in my case <laughs> what we initially thought was clinical depression cuz my dad has it and it is hereditary so he went and got me in for that and i think a lot of it was just i felt so i was always feeling like those depressive episodes was coming from the fact that i can't remember anything what is wrong with me why isn't this sticking and oh my God, I went over like winter break. I got my medication, started out with like 10 milligrams of Concerta. And it was like, I I teared up a few times in my classes, especially my programming class, because everything made sense. And I could remember it when I got off the bus to drive right. home. That never happened for up until junior year. Because uh, the way I kind of describe it is... In my mind, it's like every time I would have a class, like I would have my British literature class in the morning and then like math then history, science of some kind, and then my programming. But every time I finished a class, there would be a version of myself in my head 
constantly telling me, this is what we got to do. This is your assignment for BritLit. Awesome. Keep going. I go to my next class. I finish it. Now there's two of them talking at the same time, then three, then four, and then the fifth one. And at a certain point, you can't hear any of it if they're all talking at once or all these different trains of thoughts are going on. The way I describe it, I like to personify a lot of stuff. It helps me kind of grasp it a little bit better. I am fully aware, though, that it was just my own memory trying to keep track of it. But yeah, no, I got medicated and I was finally able to like make everything quiet and I can just recall on each class memory that I needed to. I was like, okay, cool, Britlet, what did I need to do? What was my reading? Oh, this section in Beowulf. I'm like, okay, cool. Quiet now. And it worked. It listened. As for going into uh, my college, yes, I think, especially with ADHD and moving into the higher education, high school is very much you have a set curriculum you need to do. College, you get to choose your major and then, you know, hyperfixations are fun and it makes things more enjoyable. I still think even with like my medication and everything, if I would have gone to a regular college, I probably would not have made it through it. Uh, I had actually gone to a school called Full Sail University down in Winter Park, Florida, about 30 minutes outside Orlando. And I got my bachelor's degree in 21 months. So I graduated college with bachelor's uh, before I was able to legally drink. So, but because everything was just, it was so fast, there was hardly any downtime. And it was always focused, okay, you have these two classes this month. You're going to go, you're going to be here 40 to 60 hours a week, depending on how much work you have to do outside of class. It kept me, it was that constant of like, oh, new thing, new thing, new thing. It just, it, everything made more sense. The fast pace helped my brain keep up. And I actually saw a video like yesterday where I was talking like a lot of people with ADHD feel like if someone tries to slow something down to get you to learn better, it's not going to stick as well. It's that attention span, that dopamine that we need of just like, give me as much information as fast as you can. And I will, I'll get it better. Right. Yeah. yeah. Was that all the questions? I, I think we, uh, well, no. Um, yeah, no, actually that was, so <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah. first try had to focus for, no, I'm just, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't um, exist here. Shh, it's fine. Right. As sort of preparing for talking with various people about this though, one of the, mm-hmm. the commonalities is most people with ADHD having depression is, goes hand in hand generally. Oh speaking. yeah. And it's probably because we, we do sort of question ourselves and have imposter syndrome and just various <laughs> stuff like that. So, <laughs> Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. That that imposter syndrome hits hard. Yeah, and it also doesn't help when you're younger. You know, constantly being told you're not living up to your potential. You need to quit fidgeting. You need to be quiet. You need to stop talking. And after a while, that kind of weighs on you. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're like, I know I need to do that, but I kind of can't stop right and it's it, it it definitely took a toll for a little bit what always helped me was again the home environment that i had they didn't know what was going on but right. they were very accommodating to just what they saw like my parents knew and it's still a joke even today uh one i will leave a path of destruction so my parents have always known where in the house i have been because i leave things <laughs> open all the time my my girlfriend now has to deal with it sorry but also i kind of can't like if I needed to do three things around the house, my parents knew three is the absolute max that we can give him at a time. If you give him a fourth, he's going to forget one of them. And right. so, and, but again, it was never like, why can't you remember that fourth thing? It was just, seems like, hit my mic, seems like you're having some issues with it. Let's just stick to the three. So I know that of all the people I could have had as parents, my mom and dad, I've, I got probably some of the luckiest draws possible. And uh, I've never made sure to never take that for granted. Right, right. Well, knowing your mom as well as I do, um, <laughs> you definitely lucked out in the mom department. Oh, 100%. And I've only met your uh, your dad in person just the one time, and that was mm-hmm. at high school reunion. I'm yes. not going to tell you. I mean, you will know which number it is, but I'm not going to let the listening audience know. Yeah, keep them, keep them guessing. Keep them Intrigued, mystery. Yeah. But, and, and so I did meet uh, your dad then. And um, I could see where that would be the, you know, the type of father that he would be that would definitely do everything in his power to, you know, help you with, with your needs. So you definitely, oh, absolutely. you definitely lucked out in the parent department. Oh, yes. So. And they can never say that I never talk about how awesome they were because I'm doing it right now. 
<laughs> That's right. He's expecting a hell of a Christmas next year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want another 3D printer. <laughs> I have two now, and they got me a 3D pen. It's so nice. Wow. Yeah. You're now officially the second person I know with a 3D printer. Yo. My son also has one. Well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, first side quest here. Does he have a uh, an FDM or a resin printer? And FDM is like the spool filament. It's it's uh, the it's the NFDM, but he is literally oh, getting a resin. He wants that, re resins are really nice. Uh, I have the Elegu Mars two. Uh, they go on sale pretty frequently. It's a really nice machine. I just scraped the two of the screws on my resin vat, so I have to get a new one now. Oh. Um, so my production on resin prints has stagnated until I get that fixed. I, I've been trying to get him to print me a replica of the Battlestar Galactica from the Reimage series. Ooh. But he keeps not doing it. And I think he's just doesn't want to tell me that he doesn't want to pay for all of the spools. <laughs> yeah. You can always scale it down, maybe. You know, but I'm like, dude, I'm you know, I'm your dad. You should, you should do that. For me. Just just be like, hey, Father's Day. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> hey, I actually did that for my dad. Uh, he plays Destiny 2. Uh, I actually play with him not as much as I used to now because work and living on my own and I have to clean an apartment and everything and all that. Mm -hmm. Responsibilities. I was able to 3D print a replica of the uh, like the main gun that he uses in the game. Uh, oh, that's cool. Destiny 2 is a like a looter shooter kind of a game. Uh, it's made by Bungie, the same people who made the original 3-4-ish Halos. They did the main first right. trilogy and then odst and reach uh right. phenomenal game developers honestly my dream company that i want to work with and i i'm i might be looking at doing that here soon ish if hey, i can get be, in that would be really really incredible oh it would, honestly everything would kind of come full circle because the reason i put a lot of respect to my dad of like he kind of helped shape who i am and put me down this path completely unknowingly because like he would go and have Halo nights with his friends. Me and my brother would go, and being able to see that kind of camaraderie and that just the it's just the fun that everyone is able to have. I've always like I want to do something like that. And and then I played the first Fable game, and I was like, oh oh, this game made me feel things now too. All right, that I learned that you could actually make games as a job, and I was like, I'm going to put myself through mental anguish trying to debug code for quite a few years. But then there's that whole, you feel amazing when it finally works. And all it took was like seven hours going, what's wrong? What semicolon <laughs> am I missing? Right, right. I, I typed num5 instead of num7. Oops, broke all of my code. Right. And I had see, to go through a thousand lines. See, this that. works out. We side quest quested, but then we circled back into your job of coding. Which is where the next question was coming well, in. Well, there we How go. How does your ADHD affect you with the, you know, doing the coding and all of that stuff? And it's a fun fact. My profession is actually not in programming whatsoever. I'm not using my degree at all. <laughs> Welcome to the and, <laughs> But I will say I I've gotten really lucky. So everything with the uh with COVID nineteen pandemic. I kind of really lucked into a situation where right before that, I'd moved back to Ohio after I graduated. Uh, I'd gotten really into Dungeons and Dragons with my friends down there. I remember my dad used to tell me that he played a second edition, second or third edition mm -hmm. when he was in high school. So when I got back, we were at brunch one day. I was like, hey, dad, I think it'd be really cool for us to go and play some D&D &D together. I'd really like to do that. We found this uh, group uh, called the D&D &D Club on mm -hmm. uh, right. an app called Meetup. Started going to some in-person sessions there. But there was always like there was like a ten dollar ticket per person, and first it was a little weird, but it was kind of explained as like this is to make sure people actually show up. If you put a financial investment into it, you're probably going to show up, and then that's used for like minis and maps and stuff like that. Right. So after playing in like a short campaign and then starting into a longer one, a couple sessions in, I went to the guy who was running it and I was like, "Hey, are you looking for other DMs? Because I I would really like to do something like that." Uh, so. Every other weekend while I was working at GameStop, I would run games at a like a board game themed bar uh, out in Kettering. Okay. Um, and it was just, it was a lot of fun. He comes to me like a month before pandemic hits. And he was like, hey, I've gotten this new market. It's uh, all online. And we just run games for like as an extracurricular activity uh, for students. I want you to be one of the first ones in now that I've proven that this is a good financial income. 
And here I am, 2023. I run about 12 games a week, about 90 minutes each. And I make enough to pay my rent, pay my bills, and put some money away from my student loans. And I, so my job is to roll shiny math rocks. That's what I call dice. And play <laughs> pretend professionally. And I love it so much. And I cannot believe it's still happening. That seems amazing. Oh, it's insane. Again, cannot believe it's, hap- uh, it's real. But after a certain point, I ca- my bank account shows that it is. And I go, dope. Um, but how ADHD kind of comes into that. Man, kids will say some really crazy things like out of nowhere. It's like you're walking through a forest. You think like a twig snaps and they go, oh my God, is it like a tiger? And I'm like, absolutely. It's a tiger. I pull up the tiger stat block. If there is one, there isn't. Okay, it's a lion. We describe it as a tiger. But I feel like with younger age students, it is my ADHD allows me to kind of be more flexible to bounce back and forth again. I do have my medicine for it, so I can still direct a plot, like a path forward. But it's just, it helps me with my flexibility in my storytelling of just like, yeah, that sounds cool. We'll do that instead. But yeah, I think also I do have some students with ADHD and I remember being that age, what it was like and what kind of interactions I wish I would have had from other teachers and other like extracurricular activities I had in that time. And I just try to do that for them. And I try to make sure that everyone has a chance to be the hero, especially if like, oh, you defeated the enemy. Have at it. This is a cutscene now. You tell me what happens. And sometimes you'll get a kid who's like, I hit him and then they're gone. And I go, uh-huh. Yeah, you did. You hit them, that character, that that enemy, dead. Other times you'll have a kid go on like a 10 minute uh, description into it. And it's the coolest thing ever. I'm like, you should do my job, man. But don't, because I like my job. (laughs) Right, right. That is cool. So you said you have how many, did you say like 10 or 12 different sort of games? So I run, so I run 12 different uh, campaigns, which are just like the stories that uh, take place. Uh, So I do that about, so 12 times a week, meeting each class meeting about once a week, 90 minutes a pop. And it's, some of them have been going on for like, I have one group that's been going on for over two years now. Oh, wow. Uh, and I think, I think we only ever lost one student just due to scheduling issues uh, as they like graduated college or graduated high school and stuff. So they were moving away, starting college and all that, which makes sense. I always tell them, listen, your D&D is fun and all, but like your schoolwork needs to take priority. Your family needs to take priority. Don't feel bad if you can't make it to a D&D session if you got other stuff to do. Right. Because right. also trying to be like, this is fun, but remember the other important things because I, I have trouble with that sometimes where I go, <laughs> this is the fun thing. This is what I want to do all the time. And then I kind of like look up and I go, oh, my apartment is a disaster. I got to step away from the fun thing real quick. That That's always horrible when you can't just do the, the oh, fun yeah. and exciting stuff. Yeah. Adulting is See, so frustrating. Uh, it definitely is. It has its, it has its stressors, but there's there's also, I have found a lot of fun things with it. There is more freedom that I am able to right. go and do. Not that I ever had restrictive uh You're parents. allowed to legally drink alcohol. Absolutely. I was almost late because I was like, I, I need something to drink. And I, I haven't had a cocktail in so long because I haven't <laughs> gone out anywhere because I have loans. Right. And right. I pay those off. And I'm a, man. I'm a fan of gin and tonics. And I've had some I bought me gin from Scotland. But I'm afraid Ooh. to drink it because it's only sold in Scotland and I can't replace it. And it's fantastic. It's like a small batch gin. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. So I don't want to right drink there. it because I can't replace it. <laughs> see, that that right there is the one of the biggest RPG tropes ever. I have this really cool one-time use thing. Like I have a potion. I need to save that because what if I need it for the boss fight? And then you get to the boss fight and you don't need it. And then you're like, I really could have used that earlier when I was fighting this one enemy 30 times in a row. This is a video game in D&D. Your character just right. dies sometime and you come back as a different character. Right, right. And any DM who kills, use the same enemy to kill 30 different characters. My guy, you need to rethink how you're running your games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. actually a pretty fascinating that you're able to get played or paid playing D and D. That is, it's insane, and I mean this with the best of intentions. It's the dumbest thing ever, honestly. Right. Who who let me do this? Who let me have that ability? Did I don't know where I would like? I don't know whatever I did 
in to deserve a lot of the things that have happened. But I am just incredibly thankful, and I want to do everything I can to kind of push that and like to give that forward any way that I can. So if I can be there for kids who might just have some organizational issues or a little bit shy and or having a trouble like speaking up or maybe speaking up too much. Hi, that was me. <laughs> having someone there who's like, hey, man, I get it. I'm really excited with you. But maybe we need to make sure that everyone else can have a turn or even just present things to different people of like, hey, OK, cool. Your character is up. What's the cool thing that you're going to do? I think that's a really good way to, without saying to like anyone who might have ADHD, hey, you're doing something wrong. It is, look at the really cool things that other people could do. And it, a lot of times I've seen it spark interest from those students. Like, that's awesome. Maybe we could come up with like a really cool combo move. And I'm like, that's, that's the kind of interaction between my players that I like makes right. my job the best part ever is seeing that cooperation because things were it was harder to do that in like a normal school setting and that's why i think the internet has really changed things right right yeah yeah that's definitely definitely true i although in the last few years i was never more thankful that my children were adults than once the pandemic started and covid because i did not have to deal with any of the you know my kids are homeschooling now and all of that junk i didn't yeah. have to deal with any of that because there you go adults and i was just like oh Oh, so sad, sister, that you're having to deal with that. Oh, no, my, oh, my kids oh gosh. Oh, oh, darn. Oh, I'm so, I'm so <laughs> sad that they are adults. Whatever will I do? Yeah. You know what? Hey. You'll get through. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm busy that day. You need help? Sorry. No. <laughs> ah, sorry. Yeah, there's that. The, the world's ending, kind of. Oops. Yeah. It was a great excuse. Not to make too light of it, but at a certain point, yeah, it's, I don't know if this is a like it might just be an ADHD thing. When you like deal with uncomfortable situations, is your main instinct to kind of just laugh? Sometimes sarcastic, at inopportune sarcastic times, dark jokes. Yes, a little bit. Yeah, and sometimes it gets. Does it get you in trouble sometimes? <laughs> sometimes people look at you like what? Like what, and... what did you just say? And you go, I. It's it's. I'm sorry. It's how I process things. I don't mean it. Yeah, yeah, and that is a. Well, my whole family is like that. Um, oh, that helps. that way all three of my kids are that way mm -hmm. my my wife the only neurotypical in the house she's no, also no. that way yeah that, that works then okay you got you got lucky there <laughs> poor woman um, oh, yeah. um the rest of us though Oof. but, uh, but it's never boring one, i bet <laughs> no no my youngest one emily has a especially dark sense of humor that came out this past year yeah there's nothing like your your kid being in the in a burn unit ICU telling you that she wants you to start calling her KFC because she's extra crispy now. Well, the, again, <laughs> that is arguably one of the funniest things I have ever heard, especially if it comes from the person. <laughs> if it was coming from anyone else, real messed up. But yeah, yeah that, I mean, that is dark. That is. Oh, it's very dark. Yeah. She said uh, that hey. she was a, a breast shy because she had the, the leg, the, the leg, the wing and the thigh. Oh no! And it's just like, oh, am I supposed to laugh at this? You're like, I don't know how to react to this, but yeah. is that is that okay. ketamine talking? Anyway, yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, that's something my family does. We are some uh, some dark joke telling people. And <laughs> I'm glad to know I'm not alone. <laughs> you are not. You are not. Um, so one thing I've been doing though, as I've I've had people on, I've asked everybody mm -hmm. this question: mm -hmm. Do you hate math? No. Well, you depending. have problems with math. Certain types. Beyond division. Um, like, oh god, division, division sucks. I, and then it gets I hate past fractions that. with a burning passion. I went. I once went on a 30-minute tirade to my cousin uh, while we were standing in line at Voodoo Donuts when uh, her and my grandparents came to visit me in college, and she just got, she was next to me. I also hated geometry with a burning passion because I didn't right. need to know why the math worked. I just know that it does let me put in headphones and let me just do math. So if it's just like, hey, solve these problems, if I can shut literally everything else out, but like a video, a podcast or music, and I can just chug along, mm -hmm. I love it. It's amazing. It kills so much time, literally anything else. And I want to, I want, I want to hurt someone. I want to hurt someone very bad. <laughs> Mainly so far, whoever came you're up the, the formula. You're the only, you're the only person that doesn't despise math out of all of us Oops. that I've interviewed so far. Uh -huh, I am special. Right? <laughs> yeah. 
I think at a certain point, it might be like a Stockholm syndrome kind of situation because programming requires math. Right. Perhaps. Um, perhaps. Uh, there was also, I had a pre-calc teacher when I first got there because in my school, there was uh, like artists, film students, writers. So they all got to test out of their math classes for programming. You had to test in to math oh. because if you failed too much, you couldn't do the you couldn't do the development course. You had to do the game design. That would make um, sense. Yeah. Uh, so there was like two thresholds. One was you just can't do it. Then there was like you need to take a pre-calc class. And that teacher made everything make sense for me. The way that he was just able to describe math made me angry with every other math teacher I've ever had in my entire life because I was like, why didn't you just explain it like this? I won't go into too much detail, but the main thing that stuck with me was like, polynomials it's like the three sets of like parentheses uh uh equations where it's like blank plus blank times blank plus blank so on and he just looked at he looked at our entire class he wrote it all on the board he was like this sucks the method to solve it it sucks it's awful what did you do when you first learned how to do multiplication and so one of the classes like we like stacked them on top of each other and then silently he just went on the board and he wrote them all underneath each other and he was like solve it fastest i've ever done any polynomial type of anything in my life and my brain broke for the rest of the week which sucked because i had another class there and i wasn't able to function because i was like math is easy now <laughs> that's uh that is impressive and maybe he should start a company on how to teach god i want nothing more on than how that. to make math accessible for people with adhd oh yeah um, so far we've all decided we hate algebra and we've come oh, to no. the conclusion that it's because it requires like sequential steps and what's mm -hmm. one of our faults is with adhd is remembering all the steps of everything <laughs> yeah so we think that that's perhaps that ties into each other because it's so step orientated possibly yeah i think for me they're trying to debate whether or not to tell the joke that for you might be quite easy to see or to I mean, see where i'm going with this go ahead tell the joke Oh, uh, I am Japanese. It's It might just be in my blood to just be fine with it in this one instance only. It's just, you know, hereditary hey, at that hey, point. I know, I know enough about you. You're also half Scott. I, I am, at least. There was also something... I Never mind. I can't remember where it was. You like, love the whiskey and the sake. Oh, yeah. Actually, whiskey, <laughs> not so much. Vodka. <laughs> I mess with vodka. In some, in some rum. Right. Tequila up until my last birthday. Not tequila anymore. That, that, Not anymore. That is a common effect on people. But Yeah. Yeah, but I saw where you were going with the Japanese a bit there. because Yeah. But no, I think it's that also stereotype. <laughs> 100%. Um, I also think that maybe that may have just been an early hyperfixation of mine. Of just Could like, be. oh, this, I like this. Because I think it really was. I... I was able to kind of just zone out for a little bit. And I'm like, okay, cool. I, I know this rhythm. It takes me a while to learn those sequential steps. But once I kind of get it, I can turn my brain off because I have, this is enough to get me uh, to chill out a little bit. My memory is awful, but I'm pretty sure at some point I've probably done like basic equations in my head to kind of like recenter if I need to. Mm -hmm. And if I haven't, I'm going to try that next time I start to get a little bit overstimulated. I'll just be like, just try to do some mental math. Or that won't work because I'm bad at mental math and I have to write things out. <laughs> right, right. One of hey, the two. You know, whatever works. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to also ask you, I, I've had a few things I've asked everybody. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I, if you've listened to the other three, you're going to hear this example for the fourth time. Get ready. Oh, actually, sorry, the fifth time. Oh. So say it's Friday at five o'clock and you're having a conversation with your girlfriend. Guys are in mm -hmm. the car, driving somewhere, and you are expressing to her A, B, and C. You get A out, you get B out, and then you start talking, and then the subject changes. You mm -hmm. never get to C on Friday, right? Mm -hmm. So then Sunday, Sunday at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, you're sitting there you're playing like, a video game, and you're like, oh, yeah, I was going to miss it. So you just pause the game, get up, walk to where she is, and just start talking as if 48 hours mm -hmm. has not elapsed. To you, yep. B ended, and now you're going straight into C, and she's the weirdo because she doesn't know that she needs to default to Friday at 5 o'clock. 
Oh yeah, no, it happens all the time. And a lot of the times it's just like, it happened the other night. I still haven't remembered what I was talking to her about that, what that C was. Uh, I think we were talking about like getting reservations because we're doing our Valentine's Day dinner uh, mm -hmm. next week. Right. Which I still need to make that reservation. Can't forget that. I'm going to forget that. Um, but out of nowhere- Alarm in your I, phone. That's, yeah, I got to do that. Uh, uh, out of nowhere, I just started talking about uh, Lanier B and how it's really weird that we haven't deciphered that yet because we have Lanier A and we have Greek, but right. like, what what was up with the Greek Dark Ages? Why is there just six hundred years of no writing? How do we know the story of the Minotaur if we don't know any? If we can't understand the Mycenaean language, and she, I just looked up and she was just smiling at me and I was like, "Thank you for understanding my nonsense and being chill, like chill with it." Uh, but yeah, no, I'm going to just randomly uh, sprint out of my office whenever I remember what the next thing was. As but somebody no. that hyperfixates something, you bringing up Mycenaean Greece is really awesome because that's something that I have hyperfixated on. So. There it is. <laughs> so, so I really appreciate your example of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. it was. It's honestly, it's just the most recent example. <laughs> so so on that on that instance... Yes. We are guest wise five for five, and then if you throw me in there, six for six. There it is. Do that. Oh man, and, I didn't break the pattern again. Yeah, my Thanks. wife will sometimes look at me and she's like, "I have no idea what you're talking about." And I'm and you like, go, "Don't you remember about? three days ago?" She's like, "No," and I'm like, "Friday when we were driving home, we just talked about this," and she's just like, "Not again." Like that you remember, but you didn't. You can't remember what you like the four things that you were supposed to do. I was like, "I told you, I can do three. And no right. more yeah yeah no less that's just how how it works with us yep so the other thing i've asked everybody mm -hmm. once again say you're in a large party type situation got it you know 15 different conversations going on at once you're in mm -hmm. kind of a large room fred is standing in front of you and you're having a conversation with fred but your brain isn't listening to what Fred is saying. Your brain is listening to the conversation on the other side of the room and mm -hmm. bits of three or fours in between. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. We're yeah. five for five on that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, I, as soon as you said like, you were like, you're in a big, like a big party setting. I was like, God damn it. I know yeah. where this is going. And absolutely. Of course I'm like that. And then you have to go, hey, what? I'm sorry. If you spend so what? much brain power focusing to have, avoid the other stuff and listen to them that sometimes you're focusing so hard on focusing that you can't hear what they're saying. Yeah. And then you're when like, the I party's over, you're like mentally exhausted from trying you're to like, focus uh, for the last three hours. Yeah. Right? No, I've, I usually find myself in a setting with like at most five other people and that's about it. That's about yeah. normally most I could do or at a certain point I can have like 10 minute conversations max before I need to move to someone else. I, Man, I really hope it doesn't seem like I'm an asshole. I don't think anyone thinks I'm an asshole for that. <laughs> other reasons, most likely. Can't blame right, them. Right. People think I'm an asshole because I'm probably an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also suffer from that same that same uh, diagnosis there. I'm, I'm, I can be quite grumpy. Yeah. Sometimes dismissive. Sometimes you just, your brain kind of goes on autopilot. It, are you bad at communicating with people? Sometimes. Like. Oh, all the, so I was uh, messaging a friend uh, that I had in high school that like me and a couple of our friends had gone up to a bar, uh, what I thought was like maybe five months ago. And then I was like, hey, man, we should really go out again. That was really fun. He was like, you know, we did that like a year ago, right? And I was like, there's no goddamn way it's been a year. And he was like, yeah, it's, it's been more than a year. Actually, I was like, you know that I still consider you one of like my like really good friends it's just my brain kind of goes yeah i know i'm friends with them so they know that i'm friends with them and then I, oops i i do that as well where it's okay in, in my brain once we're everything's friends, fine we're friends and it doesn't yeah. matter if we don't talk for six months and then when we're i see always you, it's... friends yeah and to me it doesn't matter the time that's been in between mm -hmm. we're still friends yeah and, and I, I just, just assume I, everyone else operates that way. And for some reason, it just never occurs to me that, I don't know, maybe not checking in on your friend every couple of over days a year might be rude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, because I used to do the same thing with my girlfriend, which is honestly probably one of the best things uh, about moving in together is that I see her all the time and I can just talk to her. So she doesn't go, did you forget I exist? I went, I'm, I'm sorry. 
it's like it sounds really rude and i i hate it it's one of the things like there's very few things about my adhd that i actually hate or don't like at all uh i'm very positive about my thought process with it at least the way that it kind of presents itself uh, in me uh but the fact that i'm a very out of sight out of mind person bothers me to no end because that i feel like that's not fair to people and i don't know a better way to say that and i feel like that also probably doesn't feel great to hear from someone that is your friend or your partner in my girlfriend's case oops right right um, but it's just it's it's kind of just what happens uh, it's happening in friend groups where it's like towards the end of my time in college i had this really close group of friends we hung out all the time i started my final project which was a group of four people and that was my all of my social battery was that and i didn't really check check in with my other people because i i was busy working on my project and then i was exhausted from programming for eight hours a day sometimes longer and then i saw them again at graduation i was like oh hey guys how you doing it's been like five months sorry look at you you you're the same yeah different and that's crazy i uh I, I have done similar things. Uh, an example will be my, like my bestest friend in the world, Ralph. Ralph mm-hmm. is Ralph is like a brother to me. In twenty twenty one, I decided that for Christmas I wanted to go to one of those deals where they Photoshop your like pictures onto other like existing stuff, and mm-hmm. I wanted to do the stepbrothers poster. You know, that's like that where they're wearing the Argyle vest, and I yes. wanted to do that. So I went to look at the pricing on that. So like a five by seven was something like 85 bucks. And I'm like, I'm not paying that. That's stupid. Kim Studios free. I can do. I can learn to Photoshop and do it. There it is. Right. So I spent the next two and a half months every night coming home from work, learning to photo. Well, in between like recording and stuff for the podcast. I wasn't doing that podcast related stuff. I was learning to Photoshop. So I could Photoshop that for Ralph as a Christmas present. God, hyperfixations are so neat. And I so love them. I did it. It's incredible. And I get, I did it, got it for Ralph for Christmas. And I'm like, oh, hey, I need you to come over so you can get your Christmas your present. present. Or we need to meet. And he's like, oh. so we worked it out and he came over. And it just didn't occur to me that, you know, the two and a half months that I didn't say a thing to Ralph oh, might no. be an issue. But oh, I, was, no. I was learning to do something for him <laughs> yeah and it it turned out it turned out fairly uh, i was very happy with how it turned out you know, it took some work on my part but i was oh yeah i was quite happy and when ralph opened up that present after i had it printed he looked at it he loved it he started laughing so hard that he literally like fell down that's the best grade. and i was like Yes, it's all worth it. Hey, sorry yeah. I didn't talk to you for two and a half months, but it, this made it worth it. Yeah, when your birthday rolls up. around in February, I will be telling you happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, it's uh, it's like a time loss thing that oh yeah, Ooh, time blindness ADHD deal with, and yeah, not that we do it on purpose. It's just it's just we our we get clocks are off. Oh, I <laughs> I'm convinced it doesn't exist anymore. I think I broke it, yeah, or it yeah. just I was I was born without one. One of the two. I yeah. yeah no I I understand although I do have this strange thing when dealing with people I have no internal clock but I think it's because um you know my dad was in the air force and mm-hmm. he raised me with the if you get there you know 10 minutes early you're 5 minutes late type mm-hmm. of mentality and that like was really hammered home in me yeah <laughs> so I do I almost hyper fixate on when I'm supposed to be at something because now it's like I got to be there at five. I got to be there at five. If I remember, I'm supposed to be there at five. Be somewhere. <laughs> My wife likes to inform me that she tells me all the time when we have plans and that I wasn't listening to her when she told me, but I firmly believe that she is not telling me. Yep. The problem cannot be with me. Absolutely not. No, no. I, I haven't had many a, many a, a scuffle. About that exact thing. <laughs> Calling it a fight makes it way too serious. It's just right, like, right. you didn't tell me that. She's like, I absolutely told you that. I was like, I trust your memory more than I trust mine. So I'll believe you. Right. Well, if uh, if your girlfriend's listening to this. Well, she um, better be. That sounded right. threatening. <laughs> Please listen to right? this. I love um, you. I need the numbers and share with all yes. your friends. 
Oh, I will. Um, I would really like for this podcast to be monetized. Oh, heck um, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, just get used to that because that that that's part of him and it's not going to change. Yeah. You're going to you're going to think that you told him stuff and then assume that he wasn't listening when in fact I can't even fake gaslight somebody. I can't no, even do no, that. No, yeah, no, no. It's I, totally you, you, you told me. <laughs> you told me and just he, sometimes yeah. sometimes I'm paying attention. Other times I'm thinking I wonder if penguins actually have knees. Fun fact, they do. They go backwards and they're inside of them. Yeah. And yeah, um, that was a fun rabbit hole to go down one night. Female penguins will um how am I gonna word this? It, they will like no, give they will go. like accept rocks from male penguins. They basically are prostitutes for good rocks to put in their like nests that they make for laying eggs. So I mean that's the that. that's the same as like I I make like a hundred k a a year. That's my salary. It's the same thing. You just your rocks are paper. Right. Yeah. I mean, my girlfriend sends yeah. me TikToks and I ignore them because I am afraid to go on that app because it's designed to make me lose all the time in the world. Oh, oh. Uh, the worst I thing was... that YouTube has ever done is made YouTube shorts because I will lose hours. It's a yeah. problem. I I went years without TikTok because I knew that it was going to be bad for me because three minute max is like ideal, you know. Mm-hmm. And so finally, I created one, and then I forgot that I had it. <laughs> That was probably the best. That was probably for the best. And then my wife would be like, "Well, I sent you this on TikTok," and so I would give like, "Okay," and I would check, and I would have like four hundred TikToks from her. Yep. And so I was like, "Okay." <laughs> it's like a, it's a, it's, like a, it's a, it's once every fiscal quarter we just lay down in bed. She's like, "We're uh, you're watching all the TikToks I sent you," and I was like, "Okay," and then she spends five minutes scrolling to get to where it was. Yeah. Where we last left off. Yeah. No, I understand. Me. Me discovering TikTok was was not a good thing. No, it's not. It's the worst. Great for them, right? But bad, bad for our productivity. Neurotypicals, it's fine. Um, as neurospices, neuros. That's it. Neurodivergent is so last, so out. Neurospicy is in. In a way, in a way, divergent almost sounds like not good. If that makes sense. <laughs> My brain is still in the whole like teen dystopia era, and I just think of the Divergent series for some unknown reason. It, it sounds I read negative. It, it, to it, me, it, it sounds does. it kind of feels negative. I, I get that. Yeah, I think it's I just gross. like I like my brain likes the way that Divergent sounds, but there's definitely I could see a negative connotation there. Neuro spicy though sounds like tacos or fajitas. Oh yeah. And both of those are fantastic. They are. They're sizzling. The yeah. fajitas, at least. So, if your taco is sizzling, I think you accidentally ordered fajitas. That is true. I, yeah. You know? I thought that'd be... About about 30% of the jokes I say, jokes and air quotes there pretty heavily, uh, are funny. About 70% of the time, it, they miss. <laughs> they don't land. <laughs> no, not at all. But as long as I get a sigh or a look or any recognition from it, I you're, was successful. You're good. You're good. <laughs> and if I if I tell a pun and you laugh at it, I'm like, that's a B. If I get you to sigh or to just stare me down like you want to kill me, that's an A plus. Yeah. I did my job then. You know, I I have been a dad for you know thirty plus years, and sometimes the dad jokes just flow through me. I truly believe the reason that I so greatly want to have children of my own is because. Again, my memory is awful, but for the, some reason, I remember this. Uh, so I'm a, I'm a wee baby, even more so than I already am. And I go to my dad and I go, Dad, can you make me a bowl of ramen? And he looks me dead in the eyes and he goes, poof, you're a bowl of ramen. He walks past me. He sits down and he starts playing Oblivion. That's, and I was like, yeah. I want to have my own kids so I can do that exactly to them. Classic Only it'll be Skyrim too. because Elder Scrolls Six will never come out. <laughs> ever. <laughs> I'll be playing Skyrim on my fridge. Right. So word of advice, if you have a bad memory, name all three, all your kids you. That way you're never wrong. You'll always That's, get it. Um, and then if anyone ever says it's my fault, it's also my kid's fault because they have the same name. Right, right. I mean, yeah. it so works it's never for George me. Foreman. Only they're all George. They're not you. But Yeah, it's fair. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to tell you my all-time favorite dad joke. Now, oh, my God. To take credit. 
or not to take credit. I did not come up with this, but I feel that it is the perfect dad joke. Please. So there's a there's a young man. He's 29 years old, and they're in the hospital, and his wife has just given birth to his first child. How sweet. Yes. And that man's father walks in, and he says, son, I have a gift for you. Now that you are a father, you need this. He's like, okay. So he takes the gift, he opens it up, and it's a book. And the book is called A Thousand and One Dad Jokes. And he looks at his father and he goes, dad, I'm, I'm honored. And his dad looks at him and says, hi, honored. I'm dad. I'm dad. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's perfect. Is there, is there, is there a video form of this podcast? Cause if not, half of that joke was very much the, the physical acting there heightened it so much. Yeah, no, there's oh, not, Lord. and that is because I have a face made for radio. Nah, you're fine. <laughs> you look nice. I like the beard. It's very oh, well manicured. I'm I'm not allowed to shave it. According See, to I'm not allowed to grow it. I apparently that might change my, when you get older. I hope because right now my girlfriend just says it feels like anytime I get near her that she's being stabbed with a thousand tiny daggers, which I can't disagree with her, but it does make me sad. Because that, then only, I look like that's a only child. to a certain point. Then it gets long enough, and that that goes away. She's just gonna have to toughen up. Don't be listening at this point. <laughs> I'm jesting. You, you guys do you. Whatever works for you. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. I'm not here to judge. I I'm not a judge, so I don't judge people professionally or in my private life. I do it as an amateur. It's a hobby I, for I me, just really. Do it for fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm a I don't need to get paid judging. for it. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> circling back around to ADHD. I let me ask you if this is something that you deal with. Say you're watching something on TV, right? And uh-huh. maybe it's more, well, I watch a lot of this because of my wife. The crime shows, which I refer to as murder porn. So yeah. say you're watching some murder porn and they're Got interviewing it. somebody. Do you ever like focus on like a certain aspect of somebody and you completely lose what they're saying because all you're thinking is, I wonder if they're aware that their right eyebrow is two centimeters higher than their left. Do they not notice that when they look in the mirror? Not that that's like an actual you yeah. know, thing. I'm just you know, throwing that randomly out there. But For me, it's more of the set than anything. I will notice things in the background and completely ignore the person. And then I have to go and I'm like, what, what happened? What did I miss? Like, right. um, but yeah, no, if there's like, if there's like, there's a, a YouTube show that me and my girlfriend watch when she gets home from work. Uh, it's like a daily talk show kind of a thing. It's been going for a really long time. And there was one day that they changed the guitar they had in the background and they didn't talk about it for a very long time. And I was almost going insane of like, mention the thing in the background that changed what happened to the old guitar. Tell me what's going on. Why did you it's all I could think about. <laughs> Why Turns did out you it was it? their friends and he wanted it back after like a decade. So they had to get a different one. I know. At that point, it was their guitar. At that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. It had been with them. You know, it was on their set. They hung out, you know. Yeah. Best friends. Um, (laughs) Well, let me also ask you this because we all hyper focus on the craziest, weirdest things and go down these rabbit holes because something happened. And I'm already scared of this question, but continue. <laughs> well, no, I just want to ask, what is the strangest thing that you ever rabbit hold on for, you know, a couple hours, a day, a week, whatever it was, that you are now kind of embarrassed that you know far too much about? I think it might be, honestly, at this point, it's not really that embarrassing anymore because I've, I've strategically, aka totally tripped into the situation. Uh, I know way too much about the D&D universe, but I've somehow made it fine because it's my job. And yeah, if anyone right. if anyone gives me any weird looks, I'll be like, what? I needed it for work. And yep. I'm fully lying. And it was just like, I heard one of my friends in high school talk about their D&D campaign. They mentioned this one god's name and then cut to me two weeks later knowing the like three different creation myths that have been in different editions of Dungeons and Dragons. And I can recite them. That's See, that's awesome, though, because it does, in your case, tie into work. No, oh, absolutely. See, the strangest I thing I ever rabbit holed was the freaking Duggars. You'll have to enlighten me. The 19 kids and counting folks, you know, that had the 19 kids because. Oh, my God. And that is because, A, I have a fascination with religion. 
I have a fascination mm-hmm. with cults in general, more specifically. Mm-hmm. They're in both of those things because they they are not the Christian. They're in a Christian cult, whatever. They may yep. not recognize it, but they are. Yeah. And then also, dude, let her uterus have a break. Seriously. Like, I mean, my God. I mean, at, at that point, how are you, is she getting enough downtime to recover from, you know, making a person? Yeah. And are they going to donate it to the Smithsonian when she dies? That was wrong. And I recognize <laughs> that. Okay. And I apologize. But I just sort of got fascinated by that whole thing. And then, of course, as soon as Josh went to jail for his essay mm-hmm. conviction, and I was like, yeah, this isn't interesting anymore. The rest of them still suck, but yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know far, far, far too much about them, and it's kind of scary. Yeah. What I've learned is I need to have more random uh, niche interests and not turn them into my job. Well, I mean, if, if you can make more money with another <laughs> niche That's interest, fair. <laughs> you know? That's actually a really good point. I mean, a lot, a lot of my stuff is I kind of just go down holes of like different video games and stuff like that. Um, I also, again, it's my memory is awful. I spent a lot of time just rewatching a lot of the same videos. Mm-hmm. So I know a whole lot about a lot of different Naruto characters because I've been watching uh, probably the same 60 ish videos uh, sporadically for the past like four months. Right. Uh, so I got that. I got that locked down. But also maybe it's I have no shame. I have a lot of shame, actually. That's a lie. Sorry, I lied. <laughs> no, it's all right. No one. I guess maybe your mom might have known. No one else. None of my other listeners know you, so that's fine. I guess if you get people to listen, then I guess they would. Hey, you know what? If you want to get to know me, is it is it okay if I if I shill for myself for a little bit? Sure. Plug your pluggables. If you have pluggables, plug your pluggables. All right, everybody, get ready to hear this. uh, The name Guardian DM a lot. So go for it. Which I stream Mondays and Saturdays. Guardian D, uh, twitch.tv forward slash Guardian DM on YouTube. I also do a stream there. Uh, YouTube.com forward slash at Guardian DM. Why did they put a forward slash and then instantly an at sign? I don't know. I hate them though. But it's better than a stupidly long URL. I have a TikTok. I've posted one video. And the, funny enough, it is me talking about how I don't plan. It's not very ADHD of me. Congratulations. That's the whole TikTok. Um, <laughs> and then also... Uh, so I can't do coffee personally, but I need caffeine so my brain functions properly on top of the Adderall. And uh, I am I got a partnership. So if you don't, if coffee makes your stomach hurt and you need some caffeine, W.GG. It's a it's an energy drink for me. You put in some water, you shake it up, use car- code Guardian DM at checkout, 10 percent off. And then lastly, not shilling for myself, but shilling for my brother, Logan Gill, wherever you listen to music, his new song Nightly Love just came out. It slaps. Tell you what I tell him. Yeah. I love and care about him too much to not lie to him. I will Logan, never lie to him. If I don't like it, I'll look at a him talented like musician. He's a talented I, musician. I have listened to him on uh, his music on Spotify. I, I'm not just saying that because he's the son of my friend. He is a mm-hmm. very talented uh, musician and he's definitely worth whatever streaming thing you're on. He's probably on it and giving oh, yeah. him a listen. He's very, very talented. I It blows me away and I don't. Like I went to college and I came back and he was like, check out what I can do. And I was like, dude, you were learning how to play the guitar when I left. And now you're releasing music, huh? Yeah, when did you yeah. learn to sing? And he's like, I figured it out. And I was like, I hate you. I, I actually want him to also come on the show to talk about his musical endeavors and his career. Because I the music industry that. today it's is so, so different. different than when I was a kid. And when even I when I was growing up, it's incredibly different. Yeah. 15, yeah. And like one of my biggest irritations in the music world is there are so many artists that, for example, uh, the dude from the Eagles, um, my blood fried the other guy. I'm bad with names. <clears throat> well, I need to I need to recall the information so that part of my brain is gone. That makes sense. Um, you, uh, the frontman of the Eagle of the Eagles. Yeah, he was also did solo. You know, Boys of Summer, Don Henley. Anyway. He has staff that their entire job is to go on YouTube and anytime their music is being played in the background, they copyright strike it so that it gets removed. My point is you are killing 
any opportunity for kids that are your generation to hear their music, right? Oh, if you're a musician, do you not want your musician to be timeless? You know what I mean? To be generational yeah. where everybody likes it. Mm -hmm. So why are you eliminating a third of your audience? Exactly. Because most people that are your age, they don't get music from listening to the radio. You guys stream it and you oh, get yeah. it from YouTube or mm -hmm. Twitch. So if you're getting rid of reaction videos, you're, you're getting, getting rid, rid of an audience. And ask Phil Collins from two years ago what that did to him. Because he went from not even in the top 1,000 on Apple downloads to number one because of one reaction video. Yeah, the internet, again, yeah. it's it's awesome. It can be awful. But most of all, it's stupid. It It's dumb. It's the dumbest thing we may have ever created, but it's also the most impactful thing humanity has ever done. Right. Um, <laughs> other than like fire or the wheel or something like that. I guess steam engines were really important too. Yeah. Um, But also, I... With the music industry, I don't understand what the issue is because, again, I think it's just dumb from a marketing standpoint. Look at games. Look at the entirety of Twitch. If a gaming studio wanted to, they could copyright strike anyone playing their game. They, we, there right. is no legal guarantee that we can do that, but they don't because if people see something or hear something and they like it, they go, I want that. I'm going to do that now. I do it right. all the time. Yeah, and I, it's just you would I, I, I again I am I don't know business, I don't know the music industry. I am person who types on a computer and then turned into professional storyteller. I don't I'm not in that world, but I my brain needs to know. Hey, why is that the smart choice? I need someone to try to explain that to me, and then I need to tell them that they're wrong. Right. Yeah, and you know, in your brother's case, you know, thirty years ago he couldn't be an independent musician. Not at all. And have people listen to his music across the country. Yeah, mm -hmm. he could have made CDs and gone and do the thing that people used to do and hustle and give him out and all of that stuff to get an audience to try to get a you know a record company to sign him. He doesn't have to do that anymore. He oh, yeah. Everything at home, all of it, and then upload it on streaming platforms. And, he and then like big from that, you know, like I've seen his like breakdown of where his songs have been streamed before. He's got a decent chunk in Japan. And That's I think cool. also I can't remember the exact country, but like somewhere within like uh like near Germany, uh like Eastern Europe. Um but yeah, no, he that like you were saying, that could have you could have been like you would have been able to have been heard through the country. It's now anyone can be heard throughout the world. And yeah. that's insane. And as great as that is, there is also part of a downside of there's now so much more competition. Right. But if done correctly, competition breeds better product right it's a slippery sl uh, slope sometimes and you gotta make sure that competition can actually thrive but again i'm not an econ uh, economist my pronunciation of that should really clue you into drive how much <laughs> yeah really drive it home like i know what it's called but yeah and, uh, now so i'm i'm stupid proud of him so it's logan if you're listening see you better not, be it's not that difficult to come on my podcast i think we've had a pretty fun time Oh, I think I've had an amazing time. I cannot thank you enough for uh, for having me on. I'm I'm glad you came on. It, it's yeah, been, it's been nice having somebody that is younger. You yeah, know, that has been on because you have a different uh, life experience, mm -hmm. uh, just based on you know the time that you've grown up and all of that stuff. So yeah, actually, if we have time and there's nothing else you wanted to hit on, I think I did miss okay. something at the very beginning. Which hey, oh, no, look, ahead. A B. Forgot about C and now it's back. This is a perfect uh, example, folks. Look at a that. Perfect it's a it, example. What is it called? It's a brick joke, I think. Anyway, <laughs> not going into that. Not inside quest already. Growing up in a time where mental illness is not as stigmatized anymore, it has been so awesome. Again, I know that there are still some places in some situations where it is, but a lot of my like my family, again. They were really, they like, I was like, something's wrong. They were like, we can see something's wrong. Let's go get it fixed. Let's see what we can do. My partner of going on nine years here soon. Also, she gets it. She has her own stuff. I have my own stuff. And we try to help each other with, out with it. But then also, like all of my friends also just got it. Like when sure. I tried to explain it to them, a lot of the times now, if I go a very long time without touching base with people that I care about, they also can kind of just pick right back up and they know and anytime I apologize, they're like, dude, I've told you already like 17 times. I get it. 
it is okay. I appreciate you apologizing, but it's not needed. And I know a couple of years ago, even like like you're saying, like about 15, it's probably not the case. Or it may have just been like, everyone has a little bit of ADHD, don't they? And who I still hear that and nothing makes my blood boil like that. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. You get distracted. And I'm glad that that's all you have to deal with. But then also it does kind of suck because sometimes I feel like my ADHD is a superpower and it's great. But no, it's, I am incredibly lucky to live in the time that I do. And I hope that it just gets even better for future generations and stuff like that. I don't know. I'm excited for the future, but also terrified of it. (laughs) No, um, I have found, and like, well, I'm not going to say a lot, a large chunk of people that are gen uh, X like myself and then Mm -hmm. older with boomers, you know, they, there's the issues with millennials and Gen Z. I've never had those issues. It's been my experience that people that are younger millennials, uh, Gen Z, and then the group of people that I call uh, Zillennials, because they're kind yep. of that. Zillennial, Cusper, that's me. Yeah. I'm confused. Yeah, my my son is a, a Zillennial. I have a solid millennial, a Zillennial, and a Gen Z. <laughs> there you go. But Bridging the been, gap right there. Yeah, it has been my experience that, you know, younger millennials especially – Zillennials and Gen Z are some of the most accepting people um, that I've ever met. Mm-hmm. When it comes to mental health, it's not something that they uh, feel should be like just glossed over or skipped on or you know not taken seriously. You know where where when I was a kid, there was no clue what to do with a kid that had ADHD. Hell, when I was diagnosed, it wasn't even called ADHD or ADD. I was just a little annoying hyperactive kid oh yeah there there was like nothing for me and depression was also something that was not looked on kindly and you know my parents age if somebody had at the time you know it was you know like schizophrenia or multiple personality you don't want Mm -hmm. to be around that person because that's it's not like that anymore yeah And, and that's one of the things that i think is just great about I guess well makes me sound old. The younger generations is that 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 is the case. Is the yeah. acceptance of so many things, and that's why I I really am looking forward to seeing what uh, you guys can do with the world. And I don't care sort of that negativity that a lot of people you know throw shade at you guys for. But yeah, I'm not I'm not like that at all. And uh, an example would be one time my my son was going to ask me. He was asking me what I thought about millennials, and he thought I was going to go on a rant. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know, millennials have done a lot of great things. One, they reestablished the awesomeness of hardwood floors. That was a millennial Fair. thing. That was not Gen X or boomers, because boomers carpeted all the shit. Mm-hmm. And millennials <laughs> brought back the hardwood floor. They're also the people that got rid, well, not got rid of... There are so many locally owned restaurants that produce such amazing food. And so many of those are owned by millennials. Mm-hmm. They got rid of the box, you know, chain restaurants, which I'm not saying is a horrible thing, but a locally owned restaurant by a guy that cooks and has a passion for cooking. And if he decides, I don't like this on the menu, he can just put it on his menu and add something. I think that is absolutely fantastic. Oh, yeah. And I, I applaud that. And I think it's great. And I think when I was done, there's a couple other things. I think my son was not expecting. Just slack jaw. Like, I Positivity. <laughs> like, huh? That was not what I was prepared for. But, you know, just stuff like that. So, yeah, no, you're, I think it's great. I think it's awesome. And so yeah. um, I am going to ask you one last thing. because Oh, absolutely. We are, we are at the end here. Um, do you have any advice, words of wisdom, hacks, you know, anything that, you would like to sort of throw out there for somebody that may think they, you know, just anything out there that you want to throw out there with your experience, whatever. There is absolutely nothing wrong with asking for help in any context, whether that is with schoolwork, with like just work work. If you are just having trouble understanding what someone means by what they say, just touch base with them. Communication is key in any relationship, whether it's familial, friend, uh, romantic. Being able to talk to people is just going to make things easier, and asking for help is nothing 
to be scared of, nothing to be ashamed of. It means you're a human. I know that's probably really cliche. It's a cliche for a reason. Uh, I wish I would have had this advice or would have listened to it much earlier. High school and college would have been significantly easier if I wasn't so scared to just go and ask the teacher for help because that is what they are there for. If they would, they even told us if we like, we're not here for the money. If we wanted money, we would actually be programming. We care about this. We care about you guys. This is the entire reason we're doing this, which when someone puts it like that, you kind of, it's a lot easier to believe them uh, in my case, but also on top of just talking to the people around you, if you think there's something wrong, just go talk to a doctor about it. Seek a professional. They went to school for it. They know what they're doing and they are on your side majority of the time. Uh, but yeah, talk to people. That's about it. You, if you got, if you think you got ADHD, most likely you talk too much anyway. Go talk to the right people with that. There you go. There you go. That's that's excellent, excellent, excellent advice. Well, thank you. Excellent advice. And with that, we we have actually gone over an hour. Oh, so uh, you know when you get going, time you get going. Of course, what I mean, time we, blindness with people with ADHD? Never. I know, right? <laughs> I, it has actually been my my experience that pretty much when everybody comes on, people will be like, oh, "I'm so nervous. I've never done anything like that." So, like maybe the first five minutes, you know, they're a little off or whatever, and then they mm-hmm. they realize, "Oh, we're just talking," and then they it's fine, and then you're like, "Hey, we've reached the end." It's like, "Well, we just started." Yeah. No, we've been at it for a while. <laughs> you're like, oh. <laughs> so anyway. I appreciate you coming on, taking time out of your day to do this. I, I was happy excited. to. I was excited when, when I was told that you were wanting to do it. Uh, so I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Stephanie and Joe, he, he threw a lot of, lot of great compliments your way. So there you go. That's your Mother's Day and Father's Day presents and, and everything. Congratulations for taking care of for a year, living on my own's expensive. Love you. Right, right. And this economy, <laughs> compliments yeah. are all he can afford. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and even that's going to cut. No, <laughs> no that or I can 3D print you something because that's like cents on the dollar. Right, In right. comparison to buying it. <laughs> but with that, I'm going to go ahead and sign off. I'm going to sign off in, in my typical fashion. And remember, guys, Try to live your life in a way that would make Bob Ross proud. Thank you for listening to Musings of an ADD Mind. If you enjoyed this podcast, or even if you didn't, please hit the subscribe or follow button.